Here's a set of thoughts. Frustrated, bored, that's not one thing. She's tired of the Can't get up by herself. I can't do it. We have to hear it. Yeah, two people said something different. One said eight, eight to ten days, and one said ten, ten days to two, fourteen to twenty-one. The doctor said fourteen to twenty-one days. The case manager said eight, ten, eight, eight to ten days. And she said, depends on what Medicare will pay for how many days I spend. And she said, I'll fight to get as many days as I can. She said, I'll wait. You know, if I'm not there, I don't sort of remember what she told me. She was trying to remember somebody's teammates. She knows they're there. She just don't see the Yesterday she took her mask and she worked on it for 10 minutes and she took that, that rubber band and she, she brought it and it made it look like a little package about that big. And she threw it up on the thing and it missed. And I said, Well, you think I'm going to go pick that up? I'm not picking it. <laughs> I said, You know, I said, I need to find something. I don't know where to go look for something. Something she can do like a Like a little crap she can do. I don't know about some shade. Something she can fidget with. Something she can fidget with. I don't know what, the, what that is. What she can fidget with. She just said, She got her hands working. She just she wrapped that thing with mask. It was in a little, looked like a little pillow. Like that big. It was all wrapped up. Fist, fist. Yeah. 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 I said, why don't you can't do anything. She just needs something to keep her And you and she made, she made, she made, she made yesterday she was folding napkins and she folded them like three times until she got to watch one of them and she set them up on her She's constantly fidgeting. She's got to be choosing homemakers. She's got nothing else to do. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys, let's get started. Uh, first off, if you guys are watching online, we're, we're overjoyed that you're watching. I know there's two people watching. My wife and Ann are watching right now. So, hey, babe, I will see you after service. Uh, I don't know how much she's going to be able to watch because in the morning, everything is happening at that place in the morning. You know, doctors and, and rehab people are coming in all the time. So, uh, but for an update, she if you had told me on the 2nd of June that we would be where we are today, there's no way. No way. When I found her, there was no way she's going to be where she is right now. Uh, the progress she's made, uh, just incredible uh, to, to see the, the progress she's made. Uh, I mean, there, there's definitely going to be a new normal. That's definitely going to happen. There's going to be a new normal. But what that normal is, we just don't know yet. But, but, uh, you know, the, the progress has just been outstanding, you know, so uh, 
I don't know. I don't know much what to tell you. Go see her. You'll you'll find out. But uh, short-term memory is a little tough. You know, she can't use her right hand very well. But uh, but she's walking. She's doing all the rehab stuff. She's going upstairs, downstairs. She's riding a bike. She's doing all that stuff. So it's going it's going pretty well. You know. So. <laughs> you have to speak just a little bit louder so she can hear you. <laughs> I wish I could do all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, she's a. Uh, uh, like I said, she's she wants it to go faster. She's frustrated it doesn't go faster, and, and uh, she wants to be at home. And and it wouldn't surprise me if if, uh, if she's home by the end of the week, next week. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. So just keep praying, guys, because I'm telling you something I have learned over the last 10 days. It's been 10 days. What it's been. God is amazing. The things he can do, answering prayer, you know, because when I found her, I wouldn't have given you 15 cents for her. You know, I mean, it, I figured we were done. We were done. But, you know, to see where she's at and, and then to know and to learn how a brain functions, how it operates, how it fixes itself, how it reboots itself, it's amazing. God is true. You know, you cannot sit there and tell me that there is no God and we just have not possible. Not possible. Larry would know he's been a nurse. And Pam, you know. I mean, while they're sleeping, this thing is rebooting itself and it's growing different. You know, it's amazing. So, one thing I did ask Cole is, is uh, how close was she to dying? And he said, not close at all. He said, because the clock went up instead of down. He said, if it had gone down, it killed her. She'd be dead. He said, because it went up and went to her brain instead of her heart is, uh, is, why, is why she's alive. So, yeah, one day she has a helicopter ride, you know, <laughs> in a hospital. So, but anyway, uh, it's good. Thank you guys for everything you've done, for what y'all stepped up and, and prayed for us and gone and visited and the things that were done. Uh, the one thing I learned, I don't have to worry about stuff here. You know, I just let people take over. Take, just let them take care of them. So, anyway, uh, keep praying for her. Keep praying for the family. You know, my family was amazing. I mean, they, they put their lives on hold, and all eight of us were there. I mean, we were there the whole time for five days. So, you know, it was, uh, thank you guys. I know I've told you before, but thank you for, for what you guys did. There was no, Houston breeds, let me think, what is the good word? Crazy. Yeah. Many people are nuts. They breed crazy drivers, you know, and I mean, and no offense against the people, it's just, it's just, the, it's just the mindset these people have. They're, people are nuts. That's just, you know? I asked, I asked a, a guy in the restaurant, I said, do you guys just breed bad drivers? I mean, do y'all send them to school somewhere? Because these people are nuts. And then they send them to Victoria. And then they send them to Victoria. So anyway, uh, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be here this morning. Thank you for the, for the knowledge that we have that you are real, that you're in charge, and that you are awesome. Father, our worship to you this morning will be, be uh, striving to help you to, to, to send to you what we're feeling. Father, we ask your blessings upon us as we do that. Father, thank you for all the answers of prayers that have gone on in this place, not just in my life, but in Tim's life and different families and different things that have gone on here. Thank you so much, Father. We just pray your blessings. Help us as we study this morning. Help us to learn and to grow and help us to uh, strive to understand the things that we maybe we don't understand now. And thank you for your son. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. I know Cole, I asked Cole the other day, I said, uh, I said, well, how far did you get in chapter 21? He said, I did the whole chapter. Yeah. I texted him back, I said, you did the whole chapter in 40 minutes. 
He said, you're kidding, right? He said, yeah, I did. And I said, okay. okay. Some people don't have to do that. I guess they do. I don't. I, I was never blessed with that ability. So, no, I'm not going to go back and rehash it. There's a couple of things I want to do here. I want to look at before we go. Uh, I want you to. I want you to be. We're going to start. We're going to start studying the books of First and Second Peter. So, what we're going to do first, and probably maybe not today. I don't know if we'll get into it. Is uh, is some things that have happened in his life. I want you to see his his maturity as he goes from here. To there, so that you can, when you look at First and Second Timothy, because it really is a survival manual. It's what it is. You know, I've, I've looked at different commentaries, and they all of them call it a survival manual for for living in the opposition, around the opposition, around negativity and persecution. Because that's when he was writing. That's who he was writing to. He was writing to people who were perse being persecuted. And so I want us to look at, you know, from what we've learned, you know, what we've seen, you know, man, this guy's pretty pretty immature. Why would I want to listen to what he has to say? But then find and see where he gets to in his life. So we're going to look at that some. We may start. I've got some things we may look at today. But, but uh, I want us to go back to, uh, 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 you know, not to where Jesus reinstates him, but we know why Jesus reinstates him, okay? What has Peter done this just a few days before? What has he done that Jesus needs to get involved in his life again that way? What? You remember what he's done? He denied Jesus. He denied him not once, not twice, but three times. And so, and you know, and and the part about it is, uh, is that he was there. He knew. He heard everything. He saw all the things that were going on. And yet, yet he denied him. So, you know, when you look at this and say Jesus comes to him and and he's probably, uh, you know, nervous about this. Would you think he would be? Ner I'd be nervous if I'm going to stand in front of this guy that's that now I I'm kind of got an idea. No, I know that he really did resurrect from the dead. You know, I got to put into process all this stuff. And and he's probably nervous about what's going to happen. And then Jesus said, now I need you to take care of my sheep. I need you to, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him over and over, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. You know I do. And he said, he says in verse, uh, uh, in verse 16, and Jesus said, uh, again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Now, that's not what he was saying just a few days before. He was saying, I don't know that. I don't know him. I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't have nothing to do with him. I don't want you to do to me what you're doing to him. Is basically what he was saying. And he said, and he said Jesus answered, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow him. Okay? Now, Peter's got a lot of life ahead of him. He doesn't realize what that's going to mean, what that, what's going to be involved. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen in his life past that, that, that that he's going to have, that's going to start to mature him. You know, something I learned over this last 10 days is, is uh, how immature that I was in certain things in my life and how I needed to grow up. I needed to grow into a, into a better individual, better, you know, uh, I needed, I'm, I'm going to have to learn some things over again that I did not know or that I wasn't willing to listen to and look at. And, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm just telling you, being honest with you, 
you know, when you have when you have a trauma in your life, when you have something happen to your life, you learn things about yourself that maybe you're not very flattering, maybe you don't like very much. And so you have to learn different. And you know, I've got a I've got a wife who I love deeply. You know, and I almost lost thought I almost lost her. And uh, and and I know that uh, that I'm going to have to help her navigate some of the inconsistencies she has in her life. So I'm going to have to do that for her. And I've always been so independent, I didn't want to do that. Well, I have to do that now. And that's okay. That's good. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to finding that and that place where her and I can really become that unit now in a different place. I've watched Gary and Marilyn do it. I've watched him do it. And I'm going to learn from him. I called somebody else who I knew had been through a wife with a stroke, and I said, I need to sit down and talk with you. I said, because I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to work. And so I need, need you to help me to, to figure it out so I can process it. And, and Peter is going, to, is going to have him to do that now. This has been traumatic for him. Wouldn't you think? I would have thought it was real traumatic. He was really close to Jesus. And then he denies him and knows he did. And then here's Jesus saying, I need you to reassure me that you love me, and I need you to know that you're going to feed my sheep while I'm gone. Now, and look at what happens next. This is where I want us to go. <coughs> Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. Now, this is most likely John. Is who we we don't have records and a text that says it was, but we're pretty sure that's who it was. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the upper at supper and had said, "Lord, who is going to betray you?" Remember, we talked about that in chapter thirteen. And he said, "When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him?'" So John is following in a distance. Jesus and him are walking, and John's following at a distance. Okay, and he turns around, and he sees John. Kane. He said, "Well, what about him? What about him?" You've already told me that you told me that people are going to dress me and take me where I don't want to go. So you said some things. You told me what you want me to do, and so what about him? And he said, and Jesus answered, "If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow him. You must follow me, because of this. And 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 then there was because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that Jesus disciple would that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said." If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Now, what can I learn from that text? What can I learn from that short dialogue where Jesus says, that's none of your business. It's none of your business what I'm going to do with him. We we spend a lot of time getting in everybody else's business, don't we? Yeah. We, we do. We get... And that and that comes natural to us. We get we get involved in, in, in our wives or husbands' business where we really maybe don't need to be involved in. And, and we need to learn, I think, from this text, I need to learn, you know, I need to spend a great deal of time working on Dan. And, and don't, ha don't worry so much about working on George or working on Paul. Paul needs to figure out he needs to work on Paul and not work on, on Delissa. You know, let God, God's going to take care of the things that I don't, that I have no, I have no understanding about. I, I saw Pam out there in this. And I said, are you guys going to get the bus out? And, oh, yeah, we got it. We're going to go pick them up, and then we're going to take them back in the car. And I said, you know what, Pam? I'm done. I'm not going to worry about this stuff. I worry about everything. I ain't going worry about this stuff. I'm going to let you guys handle it. And you know what happened? Bus is gone. Kids are gone. I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. So i got to quit worrying about things that I don't need to worry about. You know, I, Jesus, I, and I'm going to preach at 410 next week, and I, I'm going to preach out of Luke chapter 12 where it says, it, you know, why are you worrying about the thing, what, about this stuff? You know, today has enough problems in its own. Yes, ma'am. Well, and I think it reminds us that we're really in control of nothing. Not. ourselves, and we try to control everyone and everyone else. 
You know what was happening on June the 1st? You know what was happening on June the 1st? What was happening on June the 1st? Yeah, Burger night. Burger night. Burger <laughs> night. Who was down. sitting right there? Who was sitting there? <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. What was she doing? Eating a hamburger. Right? Yes. Talking with her family. Talking with some of y'all. The next morning, I find her laying on the floor and she can't move. Just like that. That's how fast. So you're right. We don't have we don't have anything guaranteed. So you know, I look at it and say, you know, I can't worry about that. Now, as a as a as a leader in my family, or I have certain things I have to deal with. You know, as a leader in your family, you worry about your your kids and things that are going on with your kids. Y'all have to worry about that. Right. But I don't have to worry about whether breakfast men's breakfast don't get done because ladies in here stepped up and did it. Stepped up and did it. You know, and Georgia said something yesterday about things at church. I said, don't worry about it. We got this. This is taken care of. Got it. She said, I got this to do. And I said, no, you don't. You got nothing to do right now except get better. She may not be able to find things in the kitchen. Say that loud. She said, you may not be able to find things in the kitchen. We'll help you straighten it all back out later. You know, and I really think at this point in her life, she don't care. Yeah. I think she's got a point she don't care. Yeah. Uh, this section about, about Peter, you know, Jesus comes back specifically to talk to Peter about Peter. Yes. All right. Yep. And he's, right now Peter's feeling shame. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because at the, the Last Supper, around that time, he's like, I will die for you, Jesus. Yeah. I will die for you. And when, it, when rubber hit the road, he turned into a coward and, and, yeah. and denied him three yeah. times. And yeah. then Jesus comes back. And he's trying to get Peter to realize that his words don't mean anything. Yeah. 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 It's his actions that matter. And that's why he asked him again yeah. three times. And then the, the, the common diversion when somebody actually gets into you and, and puts you on notice is, well, I've got to divert this. This this uncomfortable feeling that I have. Well, well, what about them? Yeah. yeah. What about them? Yeah. Your kids will do that to you all the time. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't pick up your room. Well, they didn't pick yeah. up their room. Like I'm not talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So Peter's got to. He's got to take that massive plank out of his own eye yeah. that Jesus is pointing. That's out. a good point, Kale. I mean, you know, we we worry about the speck of sawdust in somebody else's eye, yeah. and we got a dank. We got a stick sticking out of our own. Yes. You know, and it and it's something that I think all of us can can learn from and grow from. I think all of us can get better. You know, we learn from the things that happen to other people. You know, I can tell you, cherish what you have. Cherish what you have because the next, in 15 minutes it may be gone. Cherish what you got. Many of us in here can understand that. We've lost people in our lives. We've had we've had to become, you know, somebody somebody came to me the other day and said, said you understand you just became a caregiver. Yep. And I went, yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that, that's the truth. Things change. And, and it's and you know I can learn from your things, but I'm not going to judge you. It's not going to sit in judgment of you. That's not my place. It's not my call to make. You know I'm 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 worried enough about myself that I don't have time to to worry whether what what's going on with you. You know now that's it's different when I become because I'm a leader and I have I have certain responsibilities. I am I am responsible for, and I do take those serious. Uh, and and I've talked to the other guys and they know that normal is going to change. You know, I may not be able to be at everything all the time. You know, I don't know yet. We'll see. 
Uh, God's gonna God's in control of that stuff. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not in control of it. Uh, and it's just it's just you know it's uh, it's over it's overwhelming for me to be a part of this family and my immediate family. I can't tell you how much you know and 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 to know that we can destroy ourselves. Many times we destroy families are destroyed. And I talk to people all the time. I just talked to somebody just the other day. Families destroyed by what they did to each other. Just destroyed each other from inside. And just killed each other. And and I don't know if there's any putting it back together. I don't know who can. Humpty Dumpty's broke. And I'm not sure we can put this one back together. And it's just sad. Because I know that it didn't come from the outside. They destroyed themselves from the inside. And that's sad. And I think that, that we need to be aware of that of this statement from Jesus. What is that to you? In other words, it's none of your business, Peter. What I'm going to do with John. It's none of your business. I got this. Yes, ma'am. And something you said... I know in our lives, just through the life we've had mm -hmm. in the last several years, something you said was we learn not to be judgmental. Yeah. When you've never walked in those shoes, you don't understand what has happened, and it's real easy to be judgmental. It is easy to be judgmental. So once, like you said, you've never been a caregiver before, but it's easy to sit back here and say, well, I can't believe they didn't. Yeah. But we learn that's not our place either yeah. to judge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you come in here on Sunday morning and Cole's standing here instead of me, you know that something's going on that I've got to be there and it's, and it's important. I have to be there, you know, because I don't know how long it's going to be that, I, that somebody's going to have to be with her, you know. Now she's in a hospital, so I don't have to be there, but, but somebody may have to be with her for the next two months. So, you know, three months, who knows? And that, and that may, if Kevin's not around or Ann's not around or Paul or Dutch's not around, well, then I may have to be there and I can't do this. So, you'll know. Don't sit in judgment of me. You call me and say, Dan, is everything okay? And I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You know, but you're right. We, it gets very easy to get judgmental of people when you don't know what's going on. And when I look at a text like this, and when I saw this text coming up a couple weeks ago, I said, I can't wait to get here. Well, I had no idea why, what was going to have happened since that I looked at that text the first time. You know, but, you know, it, it puts a, I don't think it puts a different, it just puts a new perspective on it. Not different, just new for me. You know, because now I'm looking at it and saying, you know, I can't worry about that, some of that stuff. Yeah, that's it. Well, I think Jesus is asking us the same thing every day. Do, do we love him? Mm -hmm. you know, I think you're we, right. Yeah, or do we put do I, do I let the things that I've done negative get in the way? Peter could have easily let the things negative get in the way. And I think deflecting it to say, well, what about this guy? It's like a child with what a child does. He could have easily let it get in the way and, and let it turn him into something negative and angry and, and all those all those emotions. And Jesus very quickly said, just love me. You'll, you'll prove your love by what you do and how you do it. And he said, just love me. And he said, feed my sheep. I said, I'm not going to take your job away from you. You have a responsibility. You have a job that I've got. I've prepared you for. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point about the feed my sheep part. He's, he's taking his words and, and putting them in the context of action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? It's, it, it doesn't matter what he says. Yep. It matters what well, he does. Well, you know, we can say we love somebody all day long. And for in many instances, it's just a word people throw around. It doesn't mean anything. When you, when you connect it with what God says in 1 Corinthians 13 and really become that, and then something happens, like with you guys back there, with Sid and Bender, and, and you have to show that you love somebody. You have to prove it by how you live your life, you know, and how you take care and do those things. And really let 1 Corinthians 13 come alive in your life. You know what, I, what I'm finding out? People are watching you. 
<laughs> you know, I I know I know that I have been under the microscope before. I understand that, but now it's different because they're going to watch and see how does this family respond to what we're doing. Because if they go through it, they're going to need an example. How do we go through it? Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." You know, so he said, "He said, be imitate me as I imitate the Father and I imitate the Son." So you know, we have been put in a position now. Where we are going to, where where we will be under a microscope. Peter was going to be under a microscope. You know, we'll see it when we get to it. You know, I've got I got one, two, three, four, five, six different texts, and one of them is in Galatians, and Paul's going to get in his face. He's going to get in his face, and what I'm going to remind you when we get to it is that was written ten years before First Peter's written. So he had some he had some growing time to do. All right, you know, you look at it and say, well, that's just Galatians here and First Peter here, but it was ten years apart before the two of them were written. So Peter had a lot of growing time. A lot of time to mature and I wonder what all went in on in his life that helped him mature you know what's went on went on in some of our lives it's helped us to grow up and get to where we need to be because he's got some plan for us you know do you think God's got a plan for you that you don't know about right now yeah you think you think it could you could think it could uh your life could unravel in a minute in your yeah you know I mean I don't know what does he tell us stay faithful stay faithful be obedient. Be obedient to Him, and everything's going to work out because I got this. You know, I think that's something we need to learn from the things that happen in our lives, don't you? You know, and, and we need to see what's happening to other people. Yes, ma'am. Talking about being judgmental, it's real easy for me mm -hmm. to look at this and go, Peter, what in the world were you thinking? You I know. Bozo? I know. But I deny Him over and over again. Anytime the Holy Spirit nudges me to do something, yeah. and, and I don't want to. I'm yeah. You know, so I'm just as guilty as Peter. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's, it's a, you know, like I said, we can we can learn these things from these from these texts and learn these things from these people, and learn these things from each other. You know, what is it that God's calling me to? What is it that I should be doing? What should I be learning here? And uh, you know, He wants me to be mature. He wants me to grow up. He want He wants to be able to use me in, in different scenarios that maybe now He can't. Maybe now for me He can't. You know, I can tell you this, when I walk into a hospital room now, I told the nurses in Houston, they were these people were awesome. I mean, they took her to the to the, the premier stroke place in the world. Herman Memorial Stroke Unit is the best in the world. Cole researched it while she was on a helicopter and he said they're taking her to the best place in the world. And they were awesome. And I told that one nurse and she was she was incredible. And I told her, I said, the one thing always remember is reach out and touch the families because they're scared. And they don't know what's going on. They don't understand everything. And they and they did that. And we can do that. When you when you experience something in your life and you go and maybe it's raising raising a daughter and with some and you can help them and you can encourage them and lift them up or maybe it's somebody was in the hospital, you have a loss of a child. You know, I can talk to Tim because we've lost someone close in our life. You know, I can talk to him. You know, he was struggling this morning because today's Ryan's birthday. And he was struggling this morning, and he was really hurting this morning, and and I can I can understand that. I can talk to him in a way, and and sometimes you don't want to, and you kind of you know. But maybe that's where God, when He says it's none of your business, I've got plans for him, and if, if I want him to stay alive forever, then that's my business. Well, maybe He's got something in plan for you and me that I didn't envision ten days ago. Maybe He's got somebody that I'm going to need to talk to in a couple of weeks or months or whatever. That you know I haven't. I haven't lost my wife, but I guarantee you, if I, if I do, I'm coming to Vic. 
I want to know what it's like and how what how do you navigate this? How do you get past losing a wife? You know, I can help someone with the things in my life that that God's helping me grow through and get me better. So I can help people now that I maybe couldn't have helped before. And here he said, you know, I got to quit worrying about what Kale's doing and what Barbara's doing or not doing. You know, and not worry about that stuff because that will that will breed contempt and anger and bitterness, and it will permeate. It'll, it can permeate families, churches, cities. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, the, there is an evil permeating certain towns that we saw. We saw it. We had somebody following us. Of course, the first day we got there, we were we were parked about three blocks, four blocks from the hospital because we didn't know where we were going. Find that hospital, like find a needle and a stack of needles. You know, and they don't tell you which one it is. They just, just, hey, it's a needle. Go find it. And you're digging through a stack of needles. I mean, there's nothing but hospitals, and, and yeah. you know, and we finally found it. And we're three, we're three, we're three. And then which which wing? Because they got yeah. wings and pavilions, and you know, and then which floor? So anyway, we had this guy holler at us, and we kept walking. But of course, Kevin's not armed because you can't be armed in the hospital. And we had this guy following us. And there's eight of us, and he's following us. We don't know what he wants. Have any idea? But he, but. You know, Kevin. Kevin had his knife on him, and he and he got to the back, and he opened the knife and let the guy see it, and the guy took off across the street. And left. It's evil. Evil's everywhere, guys. Evil's everywhere, and we have to know, you know, that that when each one of us we go out into the world, that's what Peter's going to talk about in his letters. You're going to be abused and persecuted, and I'm going to give you a, a survival manual. That's what it is. How do you survive in the chaos of life? How do you survive when life gets so bad and so much upheaval that you look around and say, I can't do this anymore? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Because God's put people in your life that know what you're going through. And we need to tap into that in each other's life. I, I firmly believe that now. Yeah, you know, I believed it before, but I really believe it now because because of the things that have happened in our lives. You know, I mean, you know, I've, 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 I was with Tim and Pam the, the day that it happened. I was there that night. And I told him things that were going to happen because I knew. I knew what to get ready for. And guess what? It happened exactly like I told Because I knew it was coming. Because I'd been through that stuff before. You've been through things that you can help people with. Open yourself up and let yourself help people. That's what the church's about, guys. It's a family. It's a family that winds itself together, connects itself together, and, and, and grows each other. That's what it's about. And then, the, yeah, I'm telling you, the, the people that we've been in contact with, the people that, that, that we have seen, hospital staff and all, they were amazed. They were amazed. And just my family in Houston, they didn't know y'all. But these people have been amazed because of all the business, all people walking. There are people that are in that hospital and everybody ever comes sees them. There was one lady in a, in a, in a, on the uh, stroke unit there, and I, I knew she had had a stroke. Not one person came to visit her the whole five days we were there. Not one person. And I was there every day, all day long, walking down that hall every day, all day long. And and not one person came to visit her. And we had, they looked at it and said, we don't have this, we don't have response like this. We, we don't have, families don't do this. This family does. And and now these people are finding out that this family, because now there's a troop of people coming in out of that place that other families, other rooms don't have. And they're finding out there's something going on here. You know, that's what the church is about. That, when we go over there to worship, you know, and I know Larry knows, we're, we're to send up those praises because we are part of a place 
that has that mindset. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter one, starting at four. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read it. Uh, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those yes. in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Absolutely. So we're supposed to do something with it. Have you ever been comforted by someone in a really tough time, and all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, you get a text or a call or something, and it's just right. It seems come, comes right at the right time. Have you ever had that happen to mm -hmm. you? That happened to me numerous times, you know, but there was one that I got and I didn't know who it was. And, you know, and I, so I just take it back. I don't know who you are. And it was Carl Marshall. I didn't have his name in my phone, so I didn't know. And it was just a short text, but, you know, to know that he was thinking about me and thinking about my family and thinking about my wife, it really, it really jacked me up that day when it got like, it came in the middle of the afternoon and that's a really tough time because you've been there all day long and you're hungry and you know you can't go because the next thing may happen. You know, we're watching her blood pressure and her blood pressure is going like this up and down and we don't know if there's something else wrong. And You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it was crazy. Yeah. And then to get a text, you know, or to come home and get a get a card like y'all sent, you know, it just, you know, uh, you know, got them hanging on her, on her blinds in her room. You know, got the cards hanging that we've got. And it's, uh, you know, you never know. So if you're if the spirit moves you to do something, do it. Do it. Because it may be what the party on the other end needs right that moment and right at that time to get through something really, really difficult. You know, Peter is going to help us survive this world. And we're going to spend a lot of time in that book, in those two books. You know how I study, guys. I'm not going to take one 40-minute class for one chapter. <laughs> not going to happen. You know, you know, we're going to be at it. You know, you guys that study with us in Hebrews, you know, how long did it take? Three years we study Hebrews? We study Hebrews a long time. But I'm telling genetics. you, I'm telling you, we, huh? It's not in your genetics. No, 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 it's not in my makeup to do study like that. I can't, you know, uh, because there's so much there. And I want to learn it all. And I want to, I want us to learn it all. You know, if you think about Peter, just if the name comes up and you think about Peter, and, and you think, uh, you know, I wrote a couple things here I'm going to read to you. Uh, here's a man in many instances, these are my own thoughts, I didn't get them from nowhere, I just, you know, in many instances, has the same character flaws as many of us. Yeah, he's, he's, he's flawed character-wise, just like we are. And, and he also, he's gone through much of the same persecutions and oppositions and negativities in his life that many of us have as well going to go through it. Maybe it's a different culture and all that, but he's gone through those things. You know, he's a married man and having to navigate. I don't, we don't hear much about that, but having to navigate how he does that, you know, I don't know how he did it, but he does. And, and uh, sometimes he's brash. Sometimes he's arrogant. He's impulsive. And he has the same fears and confusions just like us. You know, we all have, how many of you have no character flaws in you? <laughs> See what I mean? So, so every one of us, every one of us can 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 connect with him, because in many instances we're just like he is. So when you think about Peter, what comes to mind? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the guy Peter? What's the first thing that you think of? What do you think of? Always the impetuous Peter. Impetuous. Yeah. Explain what you mean by impetuous. Well, when you said impulsive, I mean, that's just kind of the same thing. Yeah. We didn't think things through. We just need your reaction. Yes. 
yeah. that kind of thing. And we're going to look at a couple of texts when we get there. Probably next week we're going to look at some things where that, that impulsiveness comes out. Okay? Yes. Uh, there's 12 apostles, right? Yes. And what's unique about Peter is that he's the one that stands out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's the one that you have most of the stories about. Peter's the one who, who's, I'm going to come walk out to you, Jesus. Everybody else is out in the boat. But, oh, but Peter doubts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Someone went to get out of the water. Yeah. Right? But, you know. Uh, he sinks. He sinks. But, you know, but he's the one that actually wanted to walk out there to see Jesus. I, I, I love Peter because he's he's the one who, he's the one that at least tries. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, 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 of course, doubts because, well, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. But at least he goes. You know, guys, when I, and, and you're right, Kale. I mean, he, he's so impulsive. Yeah. And he just does. You know, he, he, sometimes he's the kind of guy who speaks before he thinks. You know, kind of that kind of, you yeah. get that from him. He acts before he really thinks about what he's doing. If anyone's led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. Peter's the one. Yeah. You know, and I look at Peter and I think, I think Jesus knew when he picked him. Right. What he was going to be like, that he was going to probably lead. He was going to be that leader, that that strong. And then at the end, how how bad it must he must feel that he has let this guy down. He knows, Jesus knows that he's going to let him down, and he knows he knows that we're going to let him down. I'm going to let him down. You are too. But I, he can always. What does he do? Come on, I need you. I need to know you. I need you to know you love me. And I need to know that you're going to feed my sheep. That you're going to do what I ask you to do. That you're going to go where I tell you to go. And that's Peter. That's what he does. You know, and we, we can learn so much from him because he's so much like we are. He's so much like I am. You know, when I, when I read this stuff and I see this stuff. And I don't want to get into a bunch of texts. We're going to look at those next week. We're going to look at some of those texts next week. Uh, I really want you to see what, he, what happens to him in Galatians because that's where Paul is going to climb on and, and just eat his bandwagon up, man. You know, and it's... Uh, and he's going to pose him to his face in front of everybody because what he's doing is wrong. And and it's so neat to see this guy 10 years before going through what he's going through, and then 10 years later he's writing a book that, that absolutely can save my life because that's what First and Second Peter can do, absolutely save your life in a crisis situation. So, you know, guys, I, I again, I thank you so much for, for everything. You know, you it's, uh, it's been a... You know, it's it's been tough to put a class together because I've been back and forth to the hospital all day yesterday. And, you know, I told I told you I go home to put my class together. And uh, last night about ten o'clock, I'm sleeping and, and my Bible's on like this, and I'm like, and I said, man, I'm through. I can't get finished. But anyway, it's it's, you know, at uh, at some point, not when we're online, but I'm going to tell you something that Cole told me. You know, I won't tell you online, but I'm going to tell you. I want to tell you at some point what he told me. Uh, he is he is completely and thoroughly impressed with this place. He says that every week. He is, but it, but it was it was some of the things he said to me that that he he is that he is uh, he said I watched it he said I watched this place be a family. He said I watched it I watched people step up and be a family and he said it was amazing to watch because it doesn't always happen everywhere. No, it's not the way it is everywhere. All right, guys. We're gonna be, we're gonna we're gonna pick up this this introduction next week, and then we're gonna start First Peter chapter one next week. All right. So you guys be reading First Peter. All right. Read it for me. We'll see you next week. She's good.
He doesn't actually say that. No, he doesn't say that. No, it's never anywhere in there that he said that. It said it about him, and we assume that's who it is. Because the next verse in that in chapter 21 in, in John, he's going to say, and this the apostle did is the one who's like. And we attribute it, we, we're pretty sure because it looks just like 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, it looks like Revelation. It's the, the same kind of writing style. And that's why they, that's why they said that. Everybody's pretty much sure that it was John. They it never said that anywhere in the book that John is the one that Jesus never said that. We have to assume it. I think I, he did. But it's like, you know, you can say yes or no. As a parent, I know that as children growing up, there's one, that you, especially if they're just like you, that you, that you talk to. You try really hard not to show favoritism, but there's one that you're looking at and saying, you know. And I think that's the way it works. I think there was one that, that John's personality is one that is, that is, is, is really close to Jesus' personality. And so John's, John's, uh, Life is really connected to Jesus in a way that maybe Judas's wasn't, Peter's wasn't. Peter's brash and arrogant. And he's impulsive. John's none of those things. Right. And he's and he's very methodical. And why does Jesus tell him at the cross, "Behold your mother, woman, behold your son"? He gives control of his mother to this guy. How how close do you think they were? I don't care how how many uh, who it was. Jesus is, is, a, is a man at the same time he's God, and he has a connection to John that he doesn't have with the rest of us. He loves them all, but there's something different there. I think that's what it is. Makes me Well, we started in this class first John, then we did second John, then third John, then we went to John. So we've done all four books. You've been studying John. We've been studying for a while. Yeah, we've been studying for a while. The, the main thing you find about John, it's, a, it's, a, it's about love. If you don't love each other, then you can't be my disciple. You are my disciple if you don't love each other. You have to love each other. And that, you know, I think that that was definitely one of Jesus' main, you know, whenever he was asked, yeah. what's the greatest I think commandment? I think so. I yeah. think so. It was about love. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Sure. Hi there.